Hello, and welcome to the Doctor Who Review Podcast around the console. I'm your host, Bob, and on this episode, we are reviewing the Peter Davidson adventure, Earthshock. I'm joined around the console by Sucky, John, Cl- and Cliff, and no one else, because Craig couldn't be arsed. Bless him. I think not, he's in. Not let, not let us down or anything. No, 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 no. No, absolutely not. Lastminute.com yeah, as well. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Oh, behavior. And he was a host as well. And it's yeah. the hostess with the mostess. Ter- terrible. And he didn't behavior. send anybody his script, so we have no idea what he was going to yeah. say. No. So, yeah. So, so anyway, we carry on regardless. Um, I hope he's having a lovely time, whatever he's doing. And he's off on holiday again. So, anyway, that's a, that's. Is he off on holiday again? Yeah. yeah. It's like Gloria Hunniford. Um, that's so. next week. It ain't this week. Next week. Alan Wicker. Oh. Well, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> what, Alan Wicker? Yeah, admin We don't want to talk about this. <laughs> Sorry. What, Alan Wicker? <laughs> right, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, Earthshock, lads. I'll go quickly around and get a vibe. I'll come to you first, John, as you picked Earthshock. Yeah, I'm fairly positive. I, I now got reference to what Matthew Waterhouse's character in his uh, audio drama. Uh, this is how the reaction to, like, Adric in this uh, in this Earthshock serial was, yeah, it was annoying as fuck. So <laughs> I can understand where a lot of that come from for uh, Joel Lidster's piece. Uh, but yeah, I fairly enjoyed it. Yeah, it's quite good. I quite like Peter Davison. Is it your first time seeing Earthshock? Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, yeah uh, it's okay. Yes, I remember this when I was a kid. First watched it, and he left a lasting impression back on me. Back in the day. Yes, back in the day. So old. And I was 11 when this happened. So 11 old. years old. So old. Yeah. And uh, so uh, and uh, so I'm just going to say, I I think this is a brilliant show, a brilliant serial, uh, and it's a great ending for uh, Adric. So, yeah, really positive from me. It's not really a great ending for Adric, is it? But well, <laughs> not a great matter, ending. Matter of opinion, really. Yeah, a memorable yeah. ending for Adric. Yeah. Memorable. Spoilers, everyone. He dies. Um, uh, Sheps. <laughs> All right. So I have seen it a couple of times before this one. Yeah, but having it together with the audio piece, what we did last time, rewatching it again in a different light. I have to say, the big gay bear in me came out and I had a little blubber at the end. Oh, because wow. It sort of fitted it all together so well with that story. And I yeah. was like, I had to suck, suck back a couple of tears. And John seen me tearing up before with Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah. And it was a bit embarrassing. But, you know, what, what I'm, I'm confessing. Know is, I'm a man. I can say it. Is, did you use the phrase big gay bear because Craig isn't here? No, I would have used it then as well. Because <laughs> that was that's the perfect Craig line ever. Yeah. Well, that's 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 very positive. I mean, yeah, to, to people that don't know what we're talking about, we did a bonus episode last time called "The Full Life" by Joel Lidster, in which uh, Matthew Waterhouse does an Adric in an alternate universe, uh, and it's brilliant. Well, we all thought it was brilliant. Hence, John ended up picking Earthshock because uh, it's the death of Adric, which has been a joyous moment in my Doctor Who life, but not so much now. I have to concur with with Sheps a little bit there. Um, but it is. I it's reckon it must have changed people's opinions. Just if you listen to the Joe yeah. Lister one, you cannot watch this one in the same mocking manner as you maybe no. would have done. And that, that's why it was cool to watch it uh, after listening to that. Um, for me, it's always been one of the the better, or one of the the best um, Doctor Who's, um, and it continues to be so to a degree. It's dark, isn't it? It's it, it's uh, dark. It, 
it does have its flaws. It like, does. It does. There's too many companions. Doesn't need Tegan that much. No, 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 it. It, it needs Tegan, but it didn't need Nissa. Nissa was. Oh well, yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, Nissa was. No, but yeah, because Nissa was basically doing the same thing all the way through. Yeah. And yeah, it's kind of like a bit of a waste. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why they didn't write a good, better picture. And when T- too many companions, that's why. Yeah, just too much. Should have killed one off. Oh yeah, they did, didn't they? <laughs> well, as well, it was quite a large, large-ish cast as well, wasn't it? As well. So you've got yeah. a lot of people to fit in to what is a relatively. You know, fairly. I'm not going to say simple plot, but it's um, there's nothing majorly complex to it, is it? It's quite a you know good, strong, mm. well paced, all that kind of thing. But there's not enough for everyone to do. Um, I like. I enjoyed the anger in it. There's a lot of like because uh, Adric's obviously pissed off with the Doctor. Yeah, and he's he's, he's he's you know he's confused where he wants to go. He even says he wants to go home at the beginning, doesn't he, and stuff. So there's that element into it, which I kind of enjoyed. It's not all happy-go-lucky and everyone's everyone's perfect. Um, the Doctor is he's got a bit of a ignorance about him even part of the way through this seems to be like he's got his something else on his mind and then when it accumulates at the end i don't know if that's the right word but you see you see even the doctor having feelings thinking oh oh shit oh bloody hell oh he knows he knows he's messed up yeah yeah, yeah. and it, which is which is good because you rarely see that in a lot of the doctors especially in new stuff because they, they never kill anyone in the new stuff do they can't no. think of anyone but- to kill but with Peter Davison's doctor initially, he's got Tegan that's always complaining to him, and he's got Adric, who's now, as we've already uh, listened to his uh, that alternative timeline, where where Matthew Waterhouse is, uh, does say about his character that he was uh, being played as a sport teenager. So you got Adric playing up as a sport teenager, and Peter Davison, he's just got probably got fed up. He's walking around with a grumpy face. Yeah. Or the fifth doctor, I should say, is just walking around with a grumpy face on on him because he's got people constantly in his ear. I want to go home. I want to do this. I, I don't like doing this. So he's he's always having to be a bit annoyed with his companions. And once he's uh, he's into that position, he he just can't relate to him. He just he keeps fend, uh, fobbing them off. Do I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do that. It's only yeah. as as uh, Cliff says right at the end when he he knows he can't do anything to save Adric. The the look of uh, shock on his face, and then just seeing his other two companions crying in each other's arms. Right, he just, as Cliff says when I he watched it and he cried this time around I did the same I did have tears coming down thinking oh man I can remember physically uh, I can remember actually crying when Adric died as an 11 year old because it was such a shock ending <laughs> John smiling at me but honestly this is this is this is the level I was at because I was invested in that character as I said in the previous bonus episode uh, Adric was a great character for an 11 year old boy because yeah. you could relate to him and you could just think oh there's a boy travelling with the Doctor on the TARDIS but when he died I was gutted and then to add that silent rolling credits even made you even more mm. of a shock uh, to uh, to me Right. And I, I've just remembered. I've just remembered this time around because I couldn't remember the signing credits. But now I just remember, uh, remember that, that, that that's where I first remember seeing, seeing them. Go so on, why did why did he leave the show, Matthew Waterhouse? He, too, too many. It wasn't people. his choice. It wasn't his choice. There was just too many people, and one had to go. And I think he was the most so, annoying. Was he the least 
least liked companion at the time, do you think? The longest serving companion, yeah, first one, first out. Yeah. yeah. Well, but the thing was, uh, according to uh, the production notes again, uh, Turlow, who's another male companion, was already being uh, incorporated into the next season's scripts. So oh. it would have gone up to back up to three companions again, which it did. When uh, whenever Turlow turned up, there was three companions for the next two stories. My question was: Do you think that like silent ending and the sort of uh, the mournful ending was worth it? Do you think at the time it was received as well? Was it like people were like, "Oh, thank God he's gone"? No, or I think like they, like Sucky. Well, I mean, a lot of people, yeah, young people, but maybe older ones, maybe would have been glad he's gone. Maybe. I, I mean, for, 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 I mean, I, c- I can't speak because I wasn't. I don't remember it at the time. Um, but um, as a younger man, when I was watching all the Doctor Who's, you know, I did really like Adric uh, because, like Sucky says, you associate with. It's only when you get a bit older that you sort of he annoys you and and all that kind of thing, and you do really hilarious jokes about the joy of his death and stuff like that. But it's um, you know, I, I, as a kid, not watching it live but watching it later, I'd seen a lot of Adric. Um, and yeah, oh yeah, how much? Just asking for Craig. Asking for Craig. Yeah, yeah. a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was your because you didn't really associate with Taylor so much because he was no. older and, and he had this the whole thing where he wanted to try to kill the Doctor and all that sort I mean, of stuff. The, the problem with, from what I recall about Taylor, is he had the he had the same basic young male precocious uh, sort of slightly alien, but not really just. It, it was the same slot filled by Turlo, so well, it no, would have changed he, a great deal. He was trying... I mean, Max, you know, no I mean, different Max. character, obviously different characters, but I think in, in terms of, like, generic companion type, male, young, da-da-da-da-da, yeah. they are much for much. But he felt a lot older than Turlo, and he, and he still does now because of that sort of, like... I don't know, we were trying to kill the Doctor for, like, the first two, three stories. But I think Adric has the... is a boy... You know, an actual. It comes across. He looks like a boy. He yeah. acts like a boy. Whereas Taylor is the more co- college. You know what I mean? Not yeah, the yeah. school boy. Um, I don't and know. At the end yeah. of all that, you get Bernie Cribbins, don't you? That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the way it goes. See, back in the day when, in 1982, there wasn't that much. What was the word? Social media, you could say. Social media about uh, the show. Uh, you got all the books, and all the books are always written positively uh, of the era to make sure everything was great. It's only when you got the fanzines started building up, and you start reading some of the fanzines, and then the social media starts taking off, that you realise, probably at the time, the younger generation like myself, the young 11, 12, 13, but possibly all the way up to 15, 16, right? Kids did like the companions go as uh, uh, as you're watching them, but it's only later on as we're all older companions. You know, we're watching it later on, and you just think that portrayal isn't great. The characterisation of that uh, of Adric is just annoying, and you start to feel you, you start to feel differently. Now, I can I can still remember my time watching the show. Uh, and I, I, at the time, I just thought the three companions were great because you just watched the story for all the action, the the beats that were within the story, loving everything about it. But now, years later, you watch it again and you think, yeah, there's too many characters in there. Uh, it's a bit badly plotted. Uh, some of the acting could be a lot better. But, but you still enjoy couple, it now. 
I could Depending be on most things or when you reflect on back. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. Well, can I ask you a question, Sucky? Being the one no. who watched it first. Well, I am anyway. But um, <laughs> when I watched it, it was like on a VHS and I knew the, uh, the, the main baddie was the Cybermen because they had it on. Well, at the time, was it was it when it was televised? Yeah, you didn't know. It wasn't supposed to have known, was it? No. So it came when, up as like a bit of a, a mystery at the beginning. Yeah, I, I got the feeling they, they appeared at, with that in mind. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, but when afterwards, when you bought it, like you know, dodgy VHSs, it was a Cyberman on the front. It sort of gave yeah. gave that away straight away. Yeah, yeah, it gave it away straight away. You <laughs> see, at the time. Uh, I was buying, I wasn't buying, I was going to the library and reading the newspapers as to what the stories are going to be. And not once was it mentioned that the Cybermen were going to come back. And uh, I think I even bought Doctor Who Weekly magazine, possibly at the time, or monthly, I can't remember what it was uh, at the time. But it did say there was going to be a story called Sentinel. Again, doesn't mention anything. When it got changed to Earth Drop. You still no idea what it's all about. Uh, and in the, as it says in the Radio Times, it never once mentioned cyber lieutenant or cyber leader. They were just put down as lieutenant and leader. So you have no idea that there was Cybermen. So when that end of that first episode, you see the new look Cybermen. Mm, yeah. You're immediately going, wow, it's Cybermen. Yeah. See, I would have liked that, boys. Yeah. I would have liked that yeah. feeling. Immediately, been. first time, you know, reactions. It's Cybermen. Wow, wow, wow. Brilliant. Fantastic. You want to see that? And then you have the following episode or the, the one after. You had the flashbacks, yeah. the flashbacks. Oh, as because oh, we yeah. just had yeah. even we'd, even watching yeah. it, you know, yeah. on v VHS. That was just any anything yeah. with a little montage was like, oh my god, yeah. you know. We we just had the five faces of Doctor Who, which was like five different stories to prepare ourselves after seven years of Tom Baker for Peter Davison coming along, and then we had them uh, within the episode, just having these three or four clips of. Hartnell, Patrick Troughton and Tom Baker and you just think, oh, I love this. Absolutely fantastic. Brilliant. And you just, you, you're going around with a happy, smiley look, uh, face on face on you for at least uh, a week before they showed the next two episodes. So, yeah, I just loved the way they got this episode together, kept it a secret and surprised you uh, as you were watching the episode. Yeah. So, yeah. It was it's a surprise. Clip. It's a shame because it'd be so hard to do any surprises now. Even though they, they do bring up one or two, you know, within it, but you sort of know something's coming. They, they, do, they do manage it for a number of shows, but the amount of effort taken to do that yeah, is, yeah. is quite supreme. I don't think people were necessarily that bothered, maybe, back then as much as... Well, not not as much as they are now about finding out stuff. It just they were going to watch it on television. Well, the thing is, back then, they never found out stuff because there wasn't anything to yeah. find out. Nobody had any... There wasn't any Twitter pages where somebody's seen it already was putting yeah. up. But the other plot. thing with... Yeah, the other thing with this was John Nathan Turner blocked uh, any... Uh, gallery viewings because when they used to record episodes they were allowed they allowed people to see the uh, from the gallery the recordings taking place but for uh, this story he just told uh, the powers that be at the BBC do not uh, open the gallery so people could see the episode uh, these being recorded so nobody will be supporting oh, that's uh, fantastic well. again with the Radio Times cover whereas you know uh, you've He's done it in the past when he would go around uh, having Radio Times covers to spo uh, spoil certain things. Dialects, this time round, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, this time around, he just turned around and says, nope, there will be no Radio Times cover to spoil the fact that the Cybermen are coming back for this episode. Did so you say he, there's he a kept it well. book on um, John Nathan Turner? Did you read it, Bob? Yeah, it's like, he, he, it's basically oh, those of emails. Goodness, I like to get that. It's mm. cool, it's just like his diary, basically. Um, not even, yeah. he didn't have emails, he had like, it was like a diary that his production assistant kept, or just all these sort of, you know, notes you know, from out from from throughout his era, a lot of it's like went to dinner with so and so, did all this. It was it's quite it's it's very interesting listening yeah. to it because it was it was a one off was JNT like, um, but it was uh, what I loved as well about the the beginning was there were you were on board the TARDIS in Adric's bedroom, you know stuff like that, you know like it was the the TARDIS was it's... presented as more of a home, um, which you don't you don't you barely see that you know and and you did see it a little bit more at this time um but i thought that was really cool um yeah just just to have yeah this is where they actually they live and they sleep you know in hartnell's time they did it a little bit more but it had not been done for a long time it's like tardis out go you know so let's go we had we 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 did have it with a uh, bit earlier on with romana's i think room that we had a little bit in there but this and then a bit later on we had it with tegan's room but the this adric's room is great having like little bits from little previous props. stories yeah yeah and it's like oh, that's yeah, yeah yeah that's that that's us uh, i thought that so i just that, i thought it was nice because it because it, it, it ticks a lot of boxes this this it's a it's basically two two parts so it's got part one and two you know underground in the build-up to go then to the freighter for parts three and four and it's all based under siege but with the grander, massive plan. And I think Doctor Who does that the best, you know, when it's kind of like working with its budget of pace under siege, but feels massive externally through the narrative and the storytelling. Um, and that, again, I think is why it's one of the, the favourite adventures in Doctor Who, because that's what it does the best for me, Doctor Who. Who who's the captain on that ship? Beryl Reed. Oh, Beryl Reed. <laughs> yeah, Beryl Reed. It just seemed like, as soon as I saw her, and with her boot on hairdo and, and layers of foundation makeup, I thought, it doesn't seem right at it's, all. It was, I think it was meant to be cast as a, as a, as a man, uh, and then John Nathan Turner got involved, and it was Beryl Reed, who had no <laughs> idea what was going on. And she was no, very, no, she very. She, she did all right. It was not sure the time though. Yeah. Wasn't it? having a woman being such a brilliant of, of a high state, and it was Beryl Reed, which made it even with that hairdo. Yeah, yeah. I well, love that hairdo. It's like Dusty Springfield type thing going on. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of the Beryl Reed character, and I think she plays it quite well. I, yeah. I don't, I, I don't have an issue. I never have had, had an issue with it. People tend to go, "Ah, Beryl Reed." I, I I like it. It's different, and that, and that's cool. You know, it's not just some stereotypical military captain. You know, it's a it's Beryl Reed. So yeah, it's um, it's ace. The the, the, the spying cast are brilliant. I think um, Scott's great. Uh, you know, I think I think most people in this are pretty good. Um, yeah, I just yeah, it's pretty it's a pretty solid story as well. Really, all, yeah. all all told, and convoluted enough for it to make be interesting. There's plenty of stakes there. Not the, literal stakes, but you know. The way I mean. the, the way they brought the Cybermen back as well, I thought that was a, this seemed to be a lot more. Um, you could tell the future stuff now, more or less copy from these. The way the Cybermen react in this one, they seemed even though they were in the past have all gone as one, like some drone. In this, seemed to have some a little bit of individuality going on. I never understood why it. they wanted to make them a drone in the in the in the newer ones because. 
It's just, it's just like makes well, no sense to have. When they're part human as well, you know what it, I mean. The consciousness yeah, the, or the, the emotions have gone, but they're still there. I like that idea. Well, they're individual well, voices. That's, yeah. that, that's what I liked about them. I thought it was good. That. Well, I think I, I, I kind of always want them to be the bog. So when they are um, acting differently, I find it not as menacing. These will kick the boar's gas. But, like, but, yeah, when, but, but what you what you said there though, I love it. I love the fact that yes, they have had the emotions removed, but they are individuals as humans. Yeah, I, lo- I love that. Never, never thought of that. Never thought of that. So yeah, that's a good. But the, the, the Cybermen have always been sort of individual in all the stories that they've been. Right. Yeah. It's only as Cliff says, it's later on. It's only the copy paste CGI but, era. Uh, yeah, but I don't yeah, think that's been on purpose though. That's not been like no, a, I think a, that's a, late. yeah. I it's just because it. the actors and budget and costume and different sizes of humans and people, whereas when you've got the CGI or you know, you then you're looking to make it more of an army, you know, an identical yeah, manufactured. I, mean, I, I think army. You, you, you do that, you lose something in the process but yeah, yeah. You, you might do that but the the army aspect of this is sort of ruining some of the other uh, special effects yeah in this who is especially what uh, i think episode Very three cliff, yeah episode three cliffhanger where you got the all the the cybermen walking towards the camera and they're supposed to be like three rows yeah walking straight towards the camera you think oh massive there's loads of them and they're all of a sudden an arm suddenly vanishes because the screen uh, incorporates the uh, the picture. So you you knew all of a sudden uh, you take it straight out of the uh, uh, the viewing. You, you because... wouldn't notice that as an eleven year old. I did. You know, I remember noticing. I did notice it. On the, you I did. did. Oh, wow. No, yeah, on the initial. So I remember about, that yeah. one. I think ah. the cliffhanger was great, but I didn't remember straight away. I think it. Oh. The, the the special effects are a bit dodgy here because the arm suddenly vanishes mm. on at least two of the Simon as they're walking towards you. Well, as, do, as a Doctor Who, when you watch it, you expect stuff like that. So it's it, I always try to uh, see past I mean, it and watch, watch it as a story. Especially previous eras, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 lo- I love the idea as well because it's, it's, it's put out there early on about just randomly the fossils and the phosphorescence or whatever in, when they're in the mm-hmm. cave and the on about the, you know when the asteroid hit the Earth and you had the Ice Age and all that kind of thing. That's like a hammer over the head for later. And, that, and that's good. And I, I love the fact that it is because... Adric was trying to solve this puzzle, which we never, which we'll never know if he did or didn't, and that was the cause of. He that. didn't. He died in a massive explosion. I know. I he yeah. definitely did, John. Um, but yeah. I, I like. I love it when Doctor Who does that. You know, puts it be Doctor's. You know, something to do with the Doctor's fault, not a natural occurrence. And I, I, I yeah. love it when Doctor Who does that as well. So it, it definitely ticks a lot of boxes. I, I, I found it dark and quite grim. You know, particularly. Under when they're in the caves, you know them them black androids in latex, you know, a yeah. bit ra- black black Rastan warrior robot kind of style. Um, but although the shooting and all that was a bit shit, the 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 sort of aftermath of when they did one of the little shots at a human being like all guts and just fucked. It was just quite gruesome. Even now. It was quite yeah. gruesome. That just just basically like a mush on the floor with the name badges. Because although you never really heard many of the names that didn't talk, they all had name badges for for you know, just yeah. just for that kind of thing. So invulnerable the... name badges, yeah. <laughs> but I did think that even watching that now, I think that was quite quite grim. You know, oh, it's I... very much very gruesome for a doctor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think there's stuff in this you probably wouldn't see in a new store because oh. they, they, they're, they're always skirt around killing off anyone. Yeah. Well, this is, I mean, this is something that's plagued modern television. It's it's Disney era TV, isn't it? Yeah. They don't want to kill anybody. Somehow the Emperor returned. 
I did see just, though. It takes the stakes out of everything. Yeah. You don't enjoy it as much if you if you don't think that it's something might be on the line. And it definitely is on the line. Well, it is definitely on the line in this one, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the, the fact that they, they didn't bring him back is like this is this puts definite um, definite feeling of stakes and you know all this yeah, is you important. Can't just take a take a take a trip with the doctor. There's a massive yeah. risk now that you're going to get killed. But I also see parallels to Peter Capaldi's doctor to to Peter Davis more so in this episode, this story, sorry, than most before. But Peter played it so well because his acting ability is good in, in his other stuff, what he's done. But on this, I think it's one of his best. You see him be a grumpy sod, which Peter Capaldi picks on, and then you see his, his changing and he's his struggling in himself to think, ah, I could actually lose people. And he's always had that. But then right at the end when he actually does, mm. I thought it's one of his best. He makes a lot of mistakes in this. Yeah. He, he doesn't man manage his crew well. But the thing is, he's been trying to manage his crew for many but months he, that he's had them on there, and he hasn't been able to control them. Well, that's, that's his failure. He should yeah. be able to... I mean, yeah. he should realise that, that the characters that he's got there, they need to be able to stretch in certain directions. If he's not going to let that happen, you're going to get what a yeah. tetchy, tetchy You can't console just let them area. go on their own like they've been doing. That's what it shows. Yeah. I mean, Pete Davidson, this, he... Hartnell was the doctor he remembers um, so that's so these little bits of Hartnell particularly in this one um, that, that sort of grumpy older professor but he's a terrific he's a terrific actor Peter Davis and I think he, I think he's brilliant in this and, and that ending is superb because he never really acknowledges lost the doctor he sort of moves on there's a, there's a I think there's John Pertwee when Joe Grant leaves there's a little bit of sadness in the green death when she leaves but overall well i think with susan leaving actually hartnell you know but but this is death and dying and it continues as well so it's not just forgotten about because they're quite good at you know doctor was very much like right that's done and gone whereas this carries on you know the death of adric for a while you know because you've got still got nissa and tegan in the TARDIS, which I think mm. it's huge. Again, it's it's big. There's a lot of big stuff happening in this era of Doctor Who, which was new, you know. And and I and I, I love that. I love that. Sorry, to cover the to cover the surprise of Adric dying, they did actually bring Matthew Waterbacks Matthew Waterhouse back for the next episode of uh, the, uh, the the first episode of the next serial, which was. Um, Time flight, so he had him there as a ghost. Just, just hang about here, mate. Yeah, just yeah. as a ghost uh, apparition, like that they, he appears. That way, he's listed in the uh, the radio time, so people uh, will think, oh, he's still alive. The following week, oh, and then because because the, the radio times would always come out a, uh, a few days before the uh, a week before the episodes were always shown. So to cover up the fact that Adric had died, uh, I think John JNT got Matthew Waterhouse written into the next episode that way he's listed in the Radio Times as a period brilliant that way nobody knows that he's dead yeah sorry Cliff I really interrupted you there because Sucky had his oh, I, I keep in, interrupting in everyone sorry sorry do you reckon he added they added they had to add this much oomph due to you know having the five doctors having this one having um adric died they had to add it in due to how popular um you know tom was in the fourth one he wanted to do some big change nathan 
oh, he, really he, moved he, it up a bit. He loved he loved the big change. He loved all this drama. You know, he loved this cloak and dagger stuff going on. He loved hiring people like Beryl Reed. You know, this has when he was really interested. This was the time he was incredibly interested in. You know, the, what his production abilities and skills. Um, you know, and it was a massive benefit and positive to the show, but it was sometimes a detriment as well to a degree. But yeah, he loved all this sort of stuff. Um, and that's to, to me be, a positive. To be honest, there, there isn't that much detriment for his first two years of, of the series. No, it's no, only when it's... no I'm, I'm saying people perceive, perceive that detriment. Oh, I'm, a, perceive, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a massive, huge fan of the change that GNT made from the get go, from Tom Baker's last season, which I really like. Um, and then the Colin Baker stuff, there's some good stuff in there, but I'm not saying that's necessarily GNT's fault. But by the time you get to McCoy, you know, he's he's literally leaving Andrew Catmull to it, you know, and, and that is, again, a benefit to the show because he doesn't really want to be there. But at this time, when he's really all, you're just there, yeah, it's just it. awesome, yeah. Um, but he's a ba- massive part of it, you know, and I think this is something... Like you have now, the showrunner, Rusty Davis, Stephen Moffat, Chibnall, whatever. You know, the, the, the producer. You know, producers on a show, I, I mean, I don't know how it works, but they've always had a you know, massive impact on Doctor Who. Verity Lambert from the beginning, getting this show going. Being a woman in the 60s at the BBC. You know, you've had big personalities. You know, the Holmes and Hinchcliffe era. Hinchcliffe was... Yeah. You know, I think Graham Williams was not a producer fit for Doctor Who because he just didn't have that... You know that sternness, that real fight in him to get this show, which is incredibly hard with no money to, to be made. Exactly. Yeah, and, no and, and again, JNT was another one. You know, you know, grip between his teeth. Because Doctor Who has like Graham Williams era for Tom Baker. For me, lacked. It didn't have. You know, there was no dividing opinion. It just wasn't very good. Most of it, you know. And then you've got parts, you know, in Troutman's era where it just goes. When you had yeah. some just random you know, Cherner producers and not a stable script editor. You know, when you've got the two things combined, Eric Sayward might not be people's cup of tea. He wrote this. It's a great story. He's written great Doctor Who. And again, he's a strong script editor with a very strong producer. Um, and it, Doctor Who and television should divide, divide opinion as well. You know, because if, you, if you're getting someone something that's just like, whatever, you're not making, you know, something if people aren't divided one way or another, like they love it. Although you know, there's you know, I just think, I just think I'm a huge fan of JNT, and I think definitely he was all all over this with his. Um, it does go we're together making, with. Sorry. No, I just say we're going to make we're making a lot of quite deep, meaningful points here. This is ironic considering Craig's not here, so <laughs> that's probably why I'm just trying to connect the dots here, boys. Oh, just give him gaslight. He gets very deep and meaningful. Then it was quite an amazing <laughs> thing. Uh, sorry, yeah, I, went on, I, I digressed a bit there passionately, but uh, yeah, it's um, to, to me, it's just a, a very good, strong, classic Doctor Who. Yeah, um, it's the yeah. triple combination of Peter Davison, the director. Peter Grim Grim Grimwad Grimwade. Grimwade. That's it. Grim Grimwade. 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 And uh, J and T because um, uh, Peter had worked with Peter before. They both worked together. Oh, creatures great and small. So he knew the actor. He knew what he could do. He knew what he could push for. He knew what he could drive for. And obviously, with a, with a great script, that's what you need. Well, the combination of the three together and this, they're on fire on this bit. Really, they might, the, they might have been on fire, but this is a, a sort of trouble production. Because it kept overrunning 
Beryl Reed had problems with the script because uh, she had she had dyslexia. So she was, yeah, she, yeah, she had dyslexia, so she was yeah. she had trouble understanding the script as well. Um, there was uh, loads of continuity errors, loads of continuity. I mean, the, at one stage you had the troops that are following Scott around kept being interchanged. So there was a couple of, one of them had been killed earlier in the episode, then all of a sudden he was back. And then another one had been killed or captured, Do and then they were back. It was just badly I, edited together. I didn't see any of that. I didn't see you that. wouldn't until he was pointed so, at so, it and then he flighted. To be fair, if it's not, if, it's, if, it, if it passes the uh, first sighting John test, it's fine, it's fine. It's yeah, but once you've seen it, yeah, once you've seen it, you just but you, have, you watch his, a, you watch his Doctor yeah. Who twice. That sounds like <laughs> mental thing. You see, but it's it's like a female uh, female trooper is captured and killed, and the next thing, the next thing, she's actually in the TARDIS. Because you were noticing all the females you did. Oh, probably was. That was what it was. I I never noticed any of these things. I only noticed when the info text that I I love to watch it Mm. with nowadays um, points it out. And I quite quite like the fact that I've not noticed it because not many people will. You know, you wouldn't have done it without the info text, okay, probably a lot of it. Uh, There's a bit where uh, Adric, right at the beginning, says he's just tired of being teased. And he's there going, I'm just tired of being teased, I just don't like it. And I was thinking, who's the one that's actually teasing him? Because it ain't going to be Nyssa, because Nyssa gets all in. Davison, the fifth doctor, is sort of staying out of his way. So Tegan is basically bullying him on the TARDIS. (laughs) And if it had got rid of Tegan and managed to just drop her off at Heathrow, right? a lot of his troubles would have gone away, the Fifth Doctor's troubles would have gone away, because he wouldn't have had a crew which was sort of infighting or bullying each other, and he'd have, been, he'd have had a happy crew. So you're blaming his death on Tegan? Wow. No, no, I'm not blaming Tegan. Oh, I'm blaming Tegan. Just blame onto a female Tegan. cast member? Love it. Love yeah, it. I am blaming Tegan <laughs> right, for everything that happened within that crew. <laughs> I don't think it was necessarily bullying, but like any young teenager, I think they're not being listened to. So again, it was quite well Te- well, well written from that. But but you, he, well, you he don't was. you don't see you don't see what was happening off camera. Yeah. You don't know. You don't no. know what was really happening. Look at you, little bald when, when prick. Nissa would when this would sneak into his room and punch him repeatedly in the balls. <laughs> none of that was shown on TV. It was BBC. Why would they do that? Yeah. Who cut your hair, your mum? <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that, probably. I don't know. Uh, right, let's get around this console for some final thoughts. Uh, I'll come to you, Cliff. Have you got out left in you? Um, I said a lot this time as well. I was saying I was proper excited. That's because I got emotional with it. That's why. Um... I, I really enjoyed it. If anyone's going to watch it, please watch it in conjunction with the audio bit as well. It works well. Um, I've always said in the past, I'm not much of a lover of the Fifth Doctor, but you know, things like this are changing with me. We've watched enough now, and I think in the past I didn't like him, but I'm getting into him again. He's good. Still, yeah. Adric's a bit of a dickhead, but I still liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, what's John? the two words? What's oh, yeah, the two, two words, chaps? Two words, chaps, yeah. Oh shit! Uh, that'll do. That'll nice. do. Yeah, move on. Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> Whoa! Come on, have that. That doesn't reflect your <laughs> what you thought of it. Have you got any two words, chaps? Or just oh shit? Are we um, with oh shit. Uh, emotional ride. There you go. Wonderful. Yes. There you go. Emotional ride. I always look at John in case I said something wrong. Yeah. No, he's perfectly fine. <laughs> doesn't make any sense, but it's perfectly fine. <laughs> 
John. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought, uh, I, th- I think I, I find watching Peter Davidson ones quite refreshing, really. I quite like them. I think uh, I'm over Tom Baker at the moment. For some reason, I don't feel like urged to watch any Tom Baker. Uh, and it was quite a generic story, but it, I thought it was really well done. Mm. Uh, and the Cybermans were a surprise, but not in the surprise like, oh my God, it was like, oh, it's a Cyberman episode. So it's, uh, yeah, it's perfectly fine. Cool. Uh, so, Keith, have you got any notes and bits? Oh, two words, John, sorry. Yeah, two words. Uh, um, cheese whiz. Cheese whiz. <laughs> right, awesome. Emotional riding cheese whiz. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, this has got the first use of the word, uh, the phrase Brave Artigan, which I would end up using quite often. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the cyber leader uses excellent excellent uh, about 13 times during the whole which is thing that would end up would end up uh, coming back on a number of occasions uh, if you people follow Janet Fielding on Twitter her uh, 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 Twitter name is JM Mouth on Legs and this is the first time that she uses that in here as well there's a there's a there's a scene where there's two sidemen just standing there gossiping, and you're just thinking, what the hell are they talking about? The weather, whatever. Is I it? love that. <laughs> oh, just terrible. Uh, as I said, there's loads of uh, continuity errors in here, but there's there's one where, um, in like complete view, there's a chap standing there with a clipboard in the middle of an action scene. And you think, well, how the hell did that manage to get onto the actual finished product? And it's just terrible. And one of the reasons I think that is, is because Val McCrubin, who's, who's the assistant sport manager, also played the crew, one of the crew members being killed off. So she was too busy acting to be remember what to do. Um, and my two words in the end is missing Adric. And I have been for a while. Oh, Especially wow. after last month's uh, wow. uh, little audio and yeah. uh, this story now. I've had enough of him now, like, to be fair. But Don't be like that, John, I'm missing him. After entire audio and four episodes, of, yeah, I've had enough of Adric. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, yeah, um, I just it's just always been a, a, a very strong uh, story and I've always, always, always enjoyed it and it was definitely... Incredibly shocked at the end. I got, I got the feeling, right in, like in the past when we've mentioned uh, shock, I mentioned it. It got a pretty. It's been. It's not a well-regarded episode. Yes, or well-regarded. It is. It is. It is. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I think yeah. Adric was in it. Real didn't really appreciate him until now. <laughs> yeah, and I, th- I think that's that's. There's definitely something in that. Uh, Cliff, yeah, but it's uh, yeah, no, it's um, yeah, very, very. It's it's basically you've got two. You got a resurrection of the Daleks and Earth shocking, um, yeah. The Eric Sayward both wrote, and the the, the very similar, <laughs> but you know the very very similar, but both really good, strong and and quite and quite dark. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, it's definitely uh, yeah for me, and I I was was shocked when Adric died, so I'm going to go was shocked with my two nice. words. That's not how you did that. Thanks very much. Uh, yeah. Let's pick some. Um, more stories for next time. Yeah, what are we watching next time? What are we watching next time? Well, I've got my dice ready uh, to fail. Um, do I, you know what Craig's pick is? Yes, yeah, I, I do. I do. Right, cool. Right, let's have that one. Let's let's have what he says. I bet uh, it's that so, Kylie one again. So Craig has picked the Gunfighters. Oh, yeah, Hartnell. Yeah. Which is his 
a favourite story of all Doctor Who. Right, no. Oh, no. has he actually picked that? Or yeah, yeah. No, no, he's no. text me now. By the way, incidentally, uh, Bob, are you in any way going to be watching maybe gunfighters in the nearby future as part of a rewatch or anything? It depends what the dice says. All right. Okay. So, it's all on the so dice. So Craig's pick is the gun, gun sling. Good, yeah. Right. The gunfighters. Yeah, that's Craig. What's your pick, Bob? Just out of interest. Um, I might go with the mutants, John Pertway, series nine. I think I'm. Uh, oh. Yeah, I'm going to bring out a bit, oh. of, bit of Pertwee. So yeah, uh, yeah, the mutants for me. Oh. Uh, it's okay. Uh, we're on what? Because we just had androids in here, I thought I want to try and watch the Android invasion Tom Baker story. Oh, nice. That's... Oh, John just said he didn't want any more Baker. Ah. I know, no, but it's... he doesn't give a shit. Dave I Davison, I think he said. Davison. Nope. And, uh, and what about you, Sheps? I was going to go for the twin dilemma. Oh, wow. Who's that? Wow. Why? What was that? Colin. Colin Becker's first that. adventure. Amazing it is. I like yeah. it. I'm uh, going to go for the twin dilemma as well. Oh, my gosh. It's right. a terrible story, John. Terrible story. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna, I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with The Voyage of the Damned. Oh, wow. You're sticking oh. up for Craig. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't we done that, Reese? I'm sure. Yeah, we, yeah, we have. We just, we've yeah, done but that for fuck Chris. you. This is this is the price you pay for asking me. <laughs> but have, we have done this, haven't we done? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, uh, yeah. In the last year. Yeah, really, really recently. Oh, then Rose. We've done Rose. <laughs> yeah. Last episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think there's a rule that we can't pick the same. All right. All right. Can't pick again. I'll go with the mutants then because I don't want Tom Baker and I don't trust anything Shep says. <laughs> right. <laughs> let's, let's roll this dice. Uh, it's three. It's me. Um, so that's the mutants. Oh, we win. Uh, nice. Yeah, we win. So yeah, mutants. What are you grumbling at, Sukay? It's such a... He's going to have to find the DVD of it to show the YouTube. It's got no DVDs, it? It's on the series... <laughs> That Didn't he get his knob out afterwards, so that's it. Yeah, but this is the easier to hand, isn't it? All the what, YouTube. than your knob? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but that's for later, John. For <laughs> right, me, yeah. just me and you together. Well, the, uh, around the console, after hours. Yeah. yeah What's just sucky, sucky with his knob out live on you. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, just that. Wonderful. Nobody's speaking. <laughs> just doing helicopters. All you can hear at the background yeah. is somebody else going to... Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Think about... I'm really, glad, I'm really glad that didn't pick up. Think about Babe Station. Yeah. It's wow. uh, with Sucky. Yeah. Um, only fans. Slash only fans QBC in for DVDs. Well. <laughs> only fans in it, not Babe Station. <laughs> only fans these days. Like um, better return. That's what it is. Right, well, thank you for joining, joining us uh, in this episode. It's been a pleasure. So up next, we have the mutants in our main thing, but we have a bonus uh, landing in the form of Davros. Big finish as well. Um, yeah. Thank you very much. I just want to say thanks for hosting, Bob. I know that you had to drop in at the last minute, given uh, one of the other hosts just upped and didn't turn just up. Did, and doesn't care, does he? Doesn't care. Just dropped us. He's too scared. Us. Don't pick on Craig. Good, yeah. good going there, Bob. How much did he pay you to say that, Sucky? Yeah. I'm not saying what he paid me, but I'm just saying yeah, that. Right. <laughs> it takes me a lot of time and effort to prepare for hosting a podcast. You've got a, you've got a whole script to write and everything. I know, having it thrust upon me. Craig yeah. thrusting it upon me in such a manner. Tried um, to thrust it on me, but I managed to get away with that. <laughs> he did, yeah. Well done, John. Uh, yeah, so thank you very much and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Recording stopped.